Welcome to the Understanding Jesus Podcast. I'm Pastor Troy Richards, and along with me for our last episode, episode of, of the season, season it's Josh Humphreys. Josh, Josh, are you coming back for season three? I am coming back for season three. You got that con- your agent worked out all the things with oh, the contract. Yes. So we're like, good. <laughs> yeah, good. Holy Spirit said it was cool, so <laughs> we're doing it. The Holy Spirit is Josh's agent. <laughs> Y'all heard so, it. Y'all heard it here first. That's, that's a no better agent to have. I, yeah, you're yeah. telling me. I know some people. Agent who, of Grace. Who need oh, to change uh, to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Oh, uh, Ooh, agent of Grace. Yeah. Mm. You know. Well, this is the last episode, so it is one of those where we um, are looking at the end of the Bible, yeah, into the Old Testament, into the New Testament, into the Psalms, into Proverbs, uh, and this is where the the Proverbs 31 chapter comes in <laughs> uh, this week. And so you have that uh, the, a very popular, in uh, Proverbs 31. It's interesting to me because mm-hmm. it kind of starts out with the Lemuel things and yeah. then and then ends with the Proverbs 31 woman yeah. uh, speech, which is all in one reading, I yeah. think, uh, for this. So just which honestly, me. like, I know it gets a lot of hate, like, at least for my generation, because it's like, oh, the Proverbs 31 girl. But, like, honestly, like, that's such a cool passage. It like, is. it it ends the whole chapter or the whole book talking about this person. Um, yeah. The charm is yeah. deceitful. It's, yeah. it's just a it's just a, a fantastic piece of wisdom. Yeah, it is. It's really, 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 really cool. So it gets a lot of cultural hate for being like, oh, yeah. womanhood. But like, yeah. it just like it honestly is like just it's a really cool passage. Yeah. And to, it is the word of God. So yeah, we're gonna give it. Yeah, props exactly. Deserves, yeah. <laughs> um, but we also go through the entire book of Zechariah and Malachi. Yeah. And so um, really cool. Yes, really cool. And uh, and at the end of the week, we actually, because the week encompassed also January 1st, mm-hmm. so we actually started Genesis 1 and 2, mm-hmm. and every time I get back into Genesis, I am, I love Genesis. Genesis, oh my gosh. This is from me who loves, like, the, the narrative of the, of the mm-hmm. Bible. Yeah. Like, Genesis 1, 2, and 3 shape the entire way you read your Bible. Yeah. So, we finished the book of the Bible, we finished revelation Mm. and then began the story again. And so my like devotions today come from, this is the ending of the story. And it's so, 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 so cool. Like, uh, and what's cool to me, uh, you know, I think it's just cool Mm -hmm. is the fact that, uh, when you're reading revelation to remember Mm -hmm. that this is the apostle John, yeah. Writing the very last person to write anything. Mm-hmm. And then Genesis being written by Moses. Yeah. Starting at the beginning. Yeah. And Moses has no conception of oh, John I know. whatsoever. Yeah, nothing. Yet the two are eternally, I know. eternally linked. Which is what I'm talking about today, yeah. actually. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, so cool. Yeah. And then Psalms, obviously Psalms is great and so it wraps up, but uh, but the last Psalms are, are awesome too. We do Psalms one seventy eight. One or one seventy, one forty seven, one forty eight, one forty nine, one fifty. So, um, in the reading, <laughs> it is it is kind of like the last reading of the year is like super long. It's like yeah. like the entire book of Malachi. It's like like let's just yeah. wrap everything up so we got to cram everything into one reading. Uh, but the entire book of Malachi. But but you know when you read it, um, Malachi all the way through, uh, it is there's a lot. Uh, Malachi yeah. is is a is really it's kind of like God comes in and says, um, okay, there's gonna be 400 years of silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's some really important information right. you need right. to get you pointed in the right direction. Yeah. You can see where that Pharisaism would evolve from right. that message right. from the Lord. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so it would be very uh, the there needed to be that dispensation of grace. Given. And the crazy thing, I think it's important to remember when we're reading the Old Testament is the Holy Spirit isn't living among the people like it does now. So like when those people were given the message from the Lord, the Holy Spirit was not in them to discern and to decide what to do and what not to do. They just had themselves like which like I can't imagine that like I just I just yeah. I can't fathom not having the spirit within me to like discerning what's good and what's not good and discerning what to do and what not to do and asking him where to go and him showing me or asking him where to go and him shutting a door. Like, I just can't imagine what life would have right. been like, but that's, that's where these people were at. Like, that's scary. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that the Holy spirit like wasn't ever present. He just wasn't living inside the hearts of the people. It was. Yeah. They're just unengaged. Like, yeah. 
I mean, not really. I mean, because we talk about the Trinity and uh, sovereignty and everything, but like silence. Yeah. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. Well, actually, a lot happened in that in that span. Yeah. But, right. Uh, and uh, that's where the apocrypha is mm-hmm. interesting. So. And then the cool thing is, sorry, I just I can't get over this stuff. When when Jesus comes after the 400 years of silence, and Jesus comes, they call him Emmanuel, like yeah. the name God with us. And so he's like he's with his people. Like ah, ah, yeah. it's so cool. Yeah. So cool. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Hanukkah comes in the 400 years of silence. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. In the Maccabees, uh, as the Maccabees. in the time of the Maccabees, when they had the revolt and and took back over, hmm. um, so forth. Interesting. So anyway. Okay. Well, when we come back, we are going to explore deeper the things that we have talked about when we return. Welcome back to the Understanding Jesus podcast. We're going to take a moment and look at what God revealed to us through our reading of his word. Uh, I mean, that's what we're doing. We're trying to, if if you're new to the Understanding Jesus podcast, we just read the Bible and then say, here's what uh, I got out of it. And so Mm -hmm. it's, uh, that's why we like to, we we love to hear from our listeners who tell us, Mm -hmm. here's what I got out of it, because there's always some good insight. And for sure, if you want to be on the podcast, we'd love to have you. So, Um, but Josh is going to share uh, what he, something he got from the reading. So Josh, you start. Yeah. So, um, a lot of you guys know, because you listen to the podcast, I, I love the Bible and looking at it as a narrative from Genesis chapter 1 to Revelation 22. And here we are at the end of the story, the end of the entire story of the Bible. We haven't even lived it yet. Like, we have not lived what's happening in Genesis, I'm sorry, Revelation 21 and 22. But it's the end of the story and the beginning of eternity. Mm. And it is so, 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 so cool because of the themes and patterns that have were that have been stated in Genesis um and the gospels and now here at the end of the mm-hmm. story and it is incredible so let me read you 21 um revelation 21 um verses 6 through 7 it says this um da, 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 da. okay and he also said it is finished i am the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end to all who are thirsty i give freely from the springs of the water of life all who are victorious will inherit all the blessings and I will be their God and they will be my people. When I read this just again this week, like chills again and tears of joy, like this, this, these two, three lines that he speaks about, it is finished. The streams of the water of life and I will be their God and they will be my people is throughout the whole Bible. Mm. I mean, it begins in Genesis chapter 17 and God is speaking to Abraham and it's right after he changes his name from Abram to Abraham and he talks about how he is going to have this this line, this nation blessed beyond him mm. and they will be his people and he will be their God. And so it starts in Genesis, it gets repeated again in Exodus, it gets repeated again in Ezekiel and it gets repeated again in Jeremiah 7, 30 and 31. And there are so many things sprinkled within this. It's so, 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 so important. But let's back up just for a second. He says, it is finished. This should throw us back to when Jesus is on the cross and he says, it is finished. And he breathes his last breath and everything, the the the, the veil tears and, every, and darkness and everything. And then here we are in this picture again. He says, it is finished. Destruction. Earth is done. It is finished. And then he says, I'm the beginning and I'm the end. And here we are at the beginning. Well, I guess at the end, but also the beginning. Like here it is. It's this beautiful moment. It's finished. Death, despair, sin is destroyed. Satan, the mark, I mean, the beast, it's in the lake of fire. It is finished. And Mm -hmm. so he finishes it. And then he goes on to claim again who he is. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And anyone who has come to me will drink from the spring, from the water of life, which we heard about in the book of Ezekiel. We have this beautiful picture of this sanctuary of the Lord and this river of life flowing beneath it. And then um, we get onto this next part. And when it talks about um, he he will be their God and they will be his people kind of thing. And again, this is so important. This is one of those things in the Bibles. A lot of the 
people didn't have the Bible back then, and so people would read Scripture out loud. And so from Genesis all the way to the end of the Bible, this I will be their God and they will be my people would be repeated to them over and over and over again as you read the Bible. Yeah, they're not reading. They're just, it's oral tradition. Right, exactly. And so here we are at the end, and he says this, and it is the perfect ending to the Bible. It is the end of the narrative of Genesis until now. Um, the setting has been complete. And it's beautiful. And so, like I said, um, I read this again and I cried because it's such a strong ending here. It's a beautiful ending. And, I, and then I think of Revelation 22 as this epilogue of what's to come, this this beautiful um, end of the story, but beginning of something new. Um, and so I just think it's incredible that that these verses, verses 6 and 7 in chapter 21, is the buildup of the whole biblical story from the beginning of the Bible until now and the resolution from Genesis chapter 17 is right here. It is finished and he is our God and we are his people. And it brings peace and it brings joy and just rest. And that's what these these last two chapters of the Bible are peace and rest and beauty of the kingdom of God. The confusion of the book of Ezekiel when we're in that weird, there's this life of this water and it's flowing and there's plants and la la la. None of that really makes sense. It doesn't make sense in our heads because it's confusing. But here in Revelation 21 and 22, we find peace. We find a resolution and this beautiful end of the story. And then I'll talk about in Revelation 22 when I get there, but this epilogue, this like, the end has come and the beginning has started for eternity. And yeah. like, it is just so, 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 so crazy. And I love it. And it's, it's just my favorite part of the Bible. Like mm. it is everything that has been anticipated for from the beginning of time after Genesis chapter three has come to an end. It is resolved. And then it's glorified here in chapter 22. And mm. I like, ah, it's so good. It's just so good. You know, in Isaiah, uh, 65 hours reading, he, uh, he says, For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered mm -hmm. or come to mind. Yeah. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I created Jerusalem as a rejoicing, yeah. and her people a joy. Mm. And so you think of Isaiah hundreds of years before Christ, yeah. and uh, hundreds of years before John has this revelation. So we're seeing still that this is God's plan for yeah. the whole time, is that right. once once sin comes into the world, and that's why it's so crazy to go back to Genesis, and yeah. of course next week's includes the fall and so forth mm -hmm. but you have this you have this world that god's created for everybody to enjoy and then it the fall uh just destroys it yeah and so it's like I, i've got to bring something yeah. new. and so then it's then it's a question of amongst people who are tainted mm -hmm. uh now with sin you had to make a choice and 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 what adam and eve did is they created within all of us this Am I going to follow? Mm -hmm. um, for Adam and Eve, it starts with, okay, now now you're making a choice. Are you yeah. going to follow Satan? And, yeah. And now you've given him dominion over the earth. Right. You, I, God gave it to Adam. Adam turned dominion over to Satan. Whoa. And so Satan now mm -hmm. has dominion. And so it's like, so are you going to stay with him? Right. Or, or are you going to want to be a part of the new earth that I'm going to create? Mm -hmm. And so, and that has been the decision every single person makes yeah. is born on this planet. Which is the crazy thing for, when you think about the the tree that they ate from was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And from there, from that point on, it has become the human choice. Yeah. What is good and what is evil? And I have the ability to decide well, it, this it, is good it, and this is bad. It really is. Do you want this world? Right. Or do you want the next one? Right. And so if you mm. want this one, that's yeah. all you get. Right. I mean, th think about yeah. it. Everybody, everybody on this planet who is not going to choose Christ is choosing this world. Mm. And and that's the temptation you and I are faced with every yeah, day. It's right. like, and all Satan does is like, this is a pretty good world. Yeah. This is what he did with Jesus. Took right. him up on a high thing and says, look at all these cities. Right. Look at all the amazing right. things you can have. And that's what he does with all of us. He takes us and says, mm. oh, look, you got this job. You can have this house. Right. You have this car. You right. can have this. You can live in this area or this area. And, this mm -hmm. area. and we spend our whole lives thinking about what we want to get out of this world. Yeah. And yeah. when that's what you want is this world, well, then the the message, what Jesus was saying is, hey, let me, hey, 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 let me remind you all, I'm going to destroy this world yeah, yeah, and everything right. in it. And so I, you gave it to Satan, and I'm going to destroy this world mm -hmm. and him mm -hmm. and cast it all into the lake of fire. You don't want to be on that team. Right. You know. It's and then so, he's creating all yeah. new glorified perfection, like yeah. literally 
it says the curse will be no more. I believe that's in chapter 22. It just the curse will be no more. Yeah. And like no more curse on plants or animals or the air we breathe, like just nothing. Yeah. It's it's good. I like have, that's all it is. I have it's a great good. analogy that I just experienced. The transmission was out of my car and I and I um and the, the tricky part was is that it um uh, it would work. It it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And so I called somebody and he says, "Okay, here's what's going to happen." You're going to let the car rest for a little bit, and then it's going to work again. Mm-hmm. He said, but it's only going to go for three or four miles, yeah. and it's going to shut down completely. Hmm. And he said, but uh, he said, so it's trash. And 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 it's like, that's a tough thing because it's like, I really want to get home. Mm-hmm. And I and you get in, and you turn it on, yeah. and you put it in drive, and it works. And you're thinking, he just told me it was going to work. Right. So I'm having to trust his word right. that it will yeah. break down yeah. because it is currently right now working. Right. And that's and that's what the world is mm. dealing with. It's like, uh, it's like we're saying to them, "Hey, I know it's working right now, yeah, but it's not going to work. It's yeah. going to fail up ahead." Which is why faith is important. Yeah. That's that that's so the you're, whole. You, but you're just trusting point. the word of God. You right. just you have to have faith in the word. Yeah, which is, um, the thing I'll get into at the end of Revelation 22. There is just this. It's it's not even a challenge. Like there's yeah. not like John doesn't challenge us, but there is this challenge hidden here yeah and it's just faith yeah and it's scary like i can't imagine yeah. the people who are reading this letter and he just says amen come lord jesus may the grace of god be with you all and then, then it's just it works done out. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's just done make right cho- make your choices <laughs> right yeah. and then it all comes to hebrews 11 1 faith is the assurance of things hoped for the things not seen and that that's faith and that's yeah. scary and so anyway i'm and, you know, could, and, and oh, the, the thing so is, good. is when I watch popular culture and I watch the world and even other religions and so forth, people grasp that when we are ignorant, when we do not pay mm-hmm. attention to signs yeah. of the times and so forth, that there are consequences for that. Yeah, right. That being oblivious or ignorant mm-hmm. of, of all the things, that, you know, and, and saying, can you not see that this is going to happen? Right. Can you not see what, I mean, you take coronavirus and so forth, yeah. and, you, and you look at all the people, it's like the world, the world right. sees that when people bury your head in the sand, that those problems just don't go away. Right. And you want to say, okay, okay, now take your feelings about that. Yeah. And then hear what we're saying right. about eternity. Right. You know, right. it's that this is your, that this not, mm-hmm. is not, there's no fix to yeah. this. Right. Like, do you think coronavirus is mm-hmm. bad? Well, what about hell? Yeah. That's also right. really bad. Right. And, uh, and, and that, and that this, and that's wor- worse. It's a symptom. Yeah. I mean, coronavirus and all the things in all it's the a birth pain, it's a plague. Yeah. You know, and so you have all that mm. and nuclear warfare and, and right. we have all these warnings. It's like, yeah. it's like that engine that's making that weird sound. Yeah. And it's like, mm, this is something bad's right. happening. Well, and I was, I was listening to this podcast this week. Um, it was called Christian sexuality. And it's I this, you're guy. this podcast. Oh no, no, no. You're listening to this <laughs> I was listening to a podcast called Christian sexuality and it was this guy named Jay Stringer. And, and he talks about unwanted sexual sin and really good podcast, but he's made this, um, analogy and it has stuck with me just in general with any sin with just anything he was talking about the the guy they interviewed for shark week shark week who he gets into the water with sharks great whites and they asked him what do you do when an angry shark is coming at you well he said that the guy who's being interviewed was like well i swim at it instead of away from it because if i swim away from it well then i just act like prey i just i look like everything else he said so what i do instead is i swim right towards it and I bonk its nose with the camera because what swims at a great white and then touches it that's unknown and so he talks about like dealing with sexual sin he was like instead of just like suppressing it putting your head in the sin and pretending that it's not there and just being like I'm ashamed I'm scared so I'm hiding it he was like that's not how it works he was like he said so I challenge you to ask the question why why did you search that up on the internet why did you do this but I've been thinking about that with sin with everything If you run away from, if you're running away from Satan, well, you're just going to keep getting chased by it. But if you right. turn around and you face that and you say, okay, but what's actually going on here? Yeah. Because we have the spirit inside of us that tells us, hey, I can discern the good spirits and the bad yeah. spirits. And I, and you know the word of God. So exactly. ask it questions. Yeah. Ask what that spirit is. Yeah. And that has just changed my view of everything. So in what you're talking about with these, 
these birth pains that we're experiencing within the earth and watching plagues and all this disaster happening. And if you're looking at your sin, if you're looking at the world around you, ask it questions. Why is this happening? When you do that, clarity comes because like, once again, first John tells us that, that the spirits around us could be evil and we right. need to figure out what's going on. So instead of running from it, we have to face it. And yeah. I don't know how I got to that point, but Anyway, no. it's just important. That like, is important. Yeah, I mean, sin that's, that's, is a predator, and that is <laughs> yes, and and it is you have an enemy, yeah. who is trying to convince you that God mm-hmm. is a liar. Yeah, and, right. And you are really trying. You re- the 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 choice of all of us is is somebody's lying. Right. Yeah. Because God and Satan have opposing messages. Right. So either right. Satan's telling the truth and God's lying, mm-hmm. or God's telling the truth and Satan's lying. Right. And Satan has no integrity to back mm-hmm. up his message right. at all. Right. And that's the crazy thing. Both of the messages sound super similar. And yeah. Satan's really good at his job. Only one of them's good, though. Yeah. So he can convince you. Like, and Satan did it with Adam and Eve. Here's this power. You can become like God. Yeah. And you can know, but they could only become like God in one way. They could decide for themselves what to choose and what right, not to choose. Right. But beyond that, they had no power. They were limited. So yeah. there was all this stuff that he lied about. But both messages sounded so, so, so real. And then we yeah. get to his children. And God says to Cain, sin is crouching at the door waiting to devour you. And it's like, but the shark analogy, turn and look at it and go at it. Don't yeah. run away from it. Run toward it. Because the, yeah. in that moment. When you're in that sin, when you're finding that sin, when you're finding that temptation, that's where Christ thrives. He, yeah. That's where he fixes the problem. Yeah. And I don't know, like, that's just, that's the cool thing about Revelation is that we see Jesus as this incredible warrior, this one who yeah. is fighting for his people. And when they open the fifth seal and you see the martyrs under there yeah. seeking vengeance, like, this is who God is. Well, when you watch celebrities, when you listen to celebrities talk and so forth, and th- you think, oh my goodness, they know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, that was really mm-hmm. profound what they said. Right. You have to remember, they're just good at talking right they're just yeah. good at, at right but their lives are completely messed oh, yeah. up they're not yeah. doing any of the things no. that they're talking about and, no. and their and their lives are messed up and and riddled with all kinds of problems because you don't live with those people right right and and that was that was the concept of discipleship that jesus brought in is that discipleship is about when you're with a person mm-hmm. that uh, john maxwell used to say integrity is uh, is when the people who are closest to you say good mm-hmm. things about you yeah. not people who don't right. know who you are right and so it's when the, and that's what you're really looking mm-hmm. for is and and not that they don't give each other high praises and right. so forth i was listening to a podcast the other day where just i was almost sickening the way that celebrities just say oh, i love everything you do and i love your work i'm a huge mm-hmm. fan and everything you do is amazing you're the most amazing person on the planet right, whatever. right. and it's like it's like that's just kind of yeah but um the um because you know, it's like they're just a person right and uh and the, you know they act but um but the thing is is that this is this is the message of the world that we're mm-hmm. in and, and i think that's why this is is so important at this as we're talking about the end time is we are talking about um people who are um being a, really a mouthpiece for the enemy mm-hmm. because he's trying to say again that god is not trustworthy yeah, and that's and that's the message that what kind of when you hear people say what kind of a God would allow this mm-hmm. kind of thing to happen that is straight out of the mouth yeah. of the devil. Oh my gosh, I know he is is literally like Satan is talking mm-hmm. to you at that point. Yeah, and he's saying why would you believe him? And what he's trying to what he's doing is he's distracting you from the mm-hmm. fact uh, from his own message. Right. And because if you flip it around really quick, it's like well wait a second because that's what people in politics happens all the time. Yeah. They're like look at my opponent, look yeah. at the evil that they right. do. Right. And all they're trying to do is say don't look at me. Right. <laughs> don't Look yeah. at my, don't look at my right. record, right? Because I'm obviously twice as bad as right. that person. But if you just look at them, yeah, then my only hope is that you think they're so bad mm-hmm. that you'll vote for me, right? And uh, and that's Satan's greatest tactic. Because, but the truth is, is that if you are, if you can hear the truth and see mm-hmm. the truth, the people who know Jesus best don't say right. that about him. Yeah. They love him and think he's amazing, right? And, and does awesome things. And his word is so strong, right? And solid. And and uh, it it's really hard when you get to Revelation because you realize. Ah, this is this is not nobody's. A lot of people aren't going to believe this. And the crazy thing is, a lot of people are afraid of Revelation, but like the the reality. And by afraid, I mean like they don't understand it because right. it's confused. Like right. uh, it's it is. confusing. But again, the whole point is not to understand what's happening in here. The whole point is to understand. Oh, this is who God. Like again, this is a book about God. Like this right. is, and we see God's character here as holy and blameless and perfect and good and righteous and just. That's the whole book of Revelation is to tell us, hey, God is good, and anything else apart from Him is not. Yeah. And so that's. I want to. I want to say that for anybody who's just confused about reading the book of Revelation and just don't focus on the 
itty bitty oh my gosh there's a goat and it's lightning and voila or whatever it is the point of the bible the whole bible is it's a book about god right. and he's revealing himself to us and yeah. so when it talks about God, listen very closely. Well, it's a book about Jesus. Yeah, right. Yeah, Which brings true. us to yeah. the Understanding Jesus podcast. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And and this is, so when you read the book of Revelation, it's you don't have to worry about the details. Right. Like, just love God, love Jesus, yeah. like, and see him for who he is right here in this. Yeah. So when his eyes are flaming fire and his tongue is like a sword, that's, God is powerful and he's mighty and he's just. And there's he's, a reason for it. I mean, there's a yeah. reason for revelation and the imagery that God has given. Mm-hmm. And and some of it we understand and some we don't right. understand now, right. but we will understand. Yeah. It's really hard when you have mm-hmm. a message that doesn't all, we don't have full understanding right. of it because we're not in it. Right. But you have to believe that when we're in it, that we will have the understanding that we need. Right. It's kind of like when you read about uh, Jesus coming, you know, when he came into the world that, mm-hmm. you know, Simeon, and Anna knew it was him, right? Because of what had been said right. in the Old Testament, right? They were they were paying attention, mm-hmm. yeah. And and it and if those words hadn't words that would have been confusing until yeah. that point, right? I mean, and but then when it ha- it's happened, it's like ah, yeah, here it is. This right. is now 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 it comes together, right? And so yeah, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. All right, well we spent quite a bit of time, yeah, on that. yeah. Well anyway, okay. That means <laughs> I'm I'm in uh, Zechariah. And uh, Zechariah chapter 3, I want to read to you. It says, Then he showed me the high priest Joshua standing before the angel of the Lord with Satan standing at his right side to accuse him. It's amazing how this all comes full circle. (laughs) The Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. May the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Isn't this man a burning stick snatched from the fire? Now Joshua was was dressed with filthy clothes as he stood before the angel. So the angel Lord spoke to those standing before him, take off his filthy clothes. Then he said to him, see, I have removed your iniquity from you and I will clothe you with festive robes. Then I said, let them put a clean turban on his head. So a clean turban was placed on his head and they clothed him in garments while the angel of the Lord was standing nearby. Then the angel of the Lord charged Joshua, this is what the Lord of armies says. If you walk in my ways and keep my mandates, you will both rule my house and take care of my courts. I will also grant you access among those who are standing here. Listen, high priest Joshua, you and your colleagues sitting before you. Indeed, these men are a sign that I'm about to bring my servant, the branch. Notice the stone I've set before Joshua on that stone are seven eyes. I will engrave an inscription on it. This is the declaration of the Lord of armies, and I will take away the iniquity of this land in a single day. On that day, each of you will invite his neighbor to sit under his vine and fig tree. This is the declaration of the Lord of armies. Mm. And it is it is God. Joshua is kind of this picture of Israel, mm-hmm. but it, and is, of course, is the name of Jesus at right. the same time. So you have Jesus who is not necessarily this high priest, but he's but it's kind of like he's saying, uh, you know, when we talk about ourselves being the body of Christ, we are very imperfect people, and yeah. and kind of Israel is the is the body of Christ right. before Christ, and and so um, Jesus becomes the new Israel, and then now it's kind of it flips. Right. Uh, we we you have the the people of God who are represent God mm-hmm. on this earth until Jesus comes, and it's the perfect representation right. of Israel, and then produces a people out of that who then become a representation of him right being the body of christ and so and we are imperfect just as the children of israel are imperfect but it all it on one end it's pointing toward jesus mm-hmm. and on the other side is reflecting back to jesus right. and and so here you have this high priest and he's saying uh, you've got these filthy rags i have to get you he's preparing us to be in his presence mm-hmm. he's saying you can't and, and this is where this message comes from of the gospel. The message of the gospel is, is mm-hmm. that God wants you to be in his garden, yeah. but you can't because right. of sin. The same reason why he had to cast Adam and Eve out and then put the cherubim there with the flaming right. sword and keep them out. He says, you can't come back and have fellowship with me because of sin, but I have a plan. Mm-hmm. And here's the plan. I'm going to send the branch. I'm going to send the, the, the means by which you can be purified right. and made right with me to be back with me again so that you can be in this new right. heaven and new earth, in this right. garden of Eden. And and so and Jesus is that branch. So he purifies us. And it's mm-hmm. a twofold thing. It's a uh, it is he makes us capable of 
being obedient to God Mm -hmm. by putting his spirit in us. And so we don't have to have the word where we're constantly looking and saying uh, the measure of the law is this right, is this wrong. But we have the Holy Spirit who's guiding us and directing us to obedience so that we walk in a way that's pleasing and glorifying to him. Mm -hmm. He's preparing us to walk with him um, because in his world, uh, I mean, it's hard to remember that. It's hard to remember. It's like, because we we're like I don't think I if, if you don't enjoy being obedient if you don't enjoy right. walking good then why would you want to go to heaven right because that's eternity because you're gonna be doing that forever you're yeah. gonna be following Christ and doing everything He says forever there's no right there's no uh, hiding in the back of the church and yeah. smoking a joint kind of thing right. in heaven <laughs> right know? it's and like that's the thing that confuses me like Romans one like literally says they didn't want God so God gave them over into the lust of their hearts yeah. And people are like, well, that's just mean. It's like, well, they didn't want him. Right. Nothing about them wanted him. Right. And so he gave them what he they gave, wanted. Well, he gave Pharaoh what they wanted in, in, in Egypt. He gave Israel when they wanted a king. Exactly. He, gave, he king. gave them what, which is crazy. Like, Well, except with Paul, <laughs> Paul explains, Paul yeah. explains just why he does that. Yeah. He says he does that because that's mm-hmm. your only opportunity for repentance. Right. right. He says he's it's his last effort to yeah. say, okay, you're not repenting. You're not following right. me. I'm going to turn you over to your sin so yeah. you can see the, what the consequences of that are yeah. in, a, in a hope that you will then think, oh, I don't want this, right. and then come back to him right. and say, I would rather have God than have this. Right. And uh, if you and in the in Revelation, mm-hmm. people say, no, I would rather I right. would rather face destruction than right. be a servant of God. And then they do, and it's too late. Then yeah. they face the mountain. They would rather have mountains fall on them. Yeah. Then well, to... but they but they never turn. They right. never oh, yeah, they no. never come to a moment where we no. say we'd rather be with Jesus. Right. No, yeah. they don't want that. Yeah, they're, they're just hard. afraid of his. Yeah, they would rather die. They want to yeah. die. Yeah. Yeah. But they which I, is eternal... I would rather die than follow Jesus. Right. And, and, and death like, well, just means separation. So yeah. once again, we're we're eternal beings once we're born, but like yeah. once you're separated from him but forever. Yeah, you, you you think about it when you're when you're a person. Um, I, I don't think people think about this when you are a person who is in rebellion against God mm-hmm. and you think, oh my gosh, it's an eternity of of being uh, lost and suffering for all eternity. Mm-hmm. But when you're lost, you don't know you're suffering no. for all eternity. You just know you're suffering right now. Yeah, right. And so it's it's an for us we we think of eternity, but they don't think of eternity. Oh, they have yeah, and they have They'll, no clue. They will constantly be thinking that there will be an end. Yeah. And and there just and there just is no. There end. won't. There is a physical end yeah i mean but then that even then it's not (laughs) we we so often as believers we take the truth that we know understand Mm -hmm. and and put that onto people who are not believers it's like you you don't understand they don't comprehend or understand the thing you're seeing right right and so they're and we can't expect them to because the spirit's not living right exactly the spirit's not living in them and revealing it right right yeah so Mm. mm. okay what do you got okay revelation 22 last two verses of the bible says this, he who is faithful, who is the faithful witness to all these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Then John says, amen. Come Lord Jesus. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's holy people. And that's it. Hmm. Then the Bible ends right there. And then it's over. And then the concordance begins. (laughs) But that's it. That's how it ends. But it ends in such a beautifully mysterious way. And again, there's no challenge of faith here. There's nothing that John says of, hey, be faithful. He just ends, which is the challenge there. There is no clear answer on when he's coming back. All Jesus says here is says, yes, I am coming soon. That's it. That's all we get. Those were his last words recorded in the Bible. And then <laughs> the John just goes, let it be so. Come, Lord Jesus. And then he just ends. May God's grace be with you all Yeah. to the holy people. And he's talking to, to God's people. Yeah. What a, I, and I said it just not too long ago. What a scary moment. Like the letter to the seven churches and then it just is done. There's, yeah. And silence. Well, again. You, you say scary, but, but it's, it's actually a hopeful moment. Well, I, well yeah. yes. I mean, hopeful, it, but. Because you're wanting, because if you're, it's all based on where you are. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you're at Disney World having the time of your life, right. you're not saying, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Right. You're saying, wait till I get off the Dumbo right. ride uh, or something right. like that. But when you are in the midst of peril. Right. You're like, Jesus, I, this is a big yeah, time to come right now. Exactly. When you're, when you see your family yeah. suffering around you, you're in some type of oppression or you're, you right. know, you're in some type of have a, a riot going on right. and your family's going to be killed or whatever. That's when you want Jesus to come and rescue yeah. you. When we, and, and they were, his readers were at a point where they were, 
fearing what was the right. oppression of was going to happen to them. Right. And the message was is that, yeah, it's going to be bad. Yeah. But right, Jesus is going to win. Right. Which is the the good part about it, but the faith part about it. Like yeah. I, I think about all the time when Jesus, um, when he ascended into heaven the first time, and and how much the disciples were probably like, oh, uh, now what? Yeah. Which is kind of the the part where they're at. It's like, oh, okay, now what? Well, when now we have the word of God, so praise the Lord. Um, and then he, but he said he leaves in that line, may the grace of Lord Jesus be with all of God's holy people. Right. That's sufficient. That's good. Like. They have been introduced to God's grace before, and now they're reminded of what that is, the sufficiency yeah. of his grace and his grace alone, which is cool. But th- then it just ends, and yeah. then it's it's faith from here on out and endurance and patience and everything that Paul and John and Peter and all of the apostles had been writing about to the churches yeah. at that time. Now it is time to live this out, and right. the Spirit lives inside of us, so we just do it now. How do, uh, Can you imagine, though, if you, if you were there— and you saw him crucified, then you saw him resurrected, mm-hmm. yeah. how that changes your faith, and then you see him ascend into heaven, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you can't go back to life as normal No, then. you can't. And so all you're thinking is, is how do I get from where I am to where he is? Yeah. And so yeah. the Holy Spirit comes and basically says, this just I got this mission for you mm-hmm. to do, and if you'll be faithful, do it then I'll take you to be with me. Yeah. And you believe it because you saw it. Right. You know, and, right. and we believe because of their testimony. Yeah. We're, we're just believing that right. what they saw, that they are accurate. And, and I think about that, that. I think it's Hebrews six, whatever it is, when it says there's no way that someone could see all of this and believe and then just walk away. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at too. Like, and I'm guessing it's where you're at, obviously, but like there, there's no way, there's no way that it's not true. Like I there's just, yeah. it, and there's, I would never go back. Like, and I don't even want to say if it's not true. It is true. Like that is that's yeah. just what it is. And there's no no way that I would ever turn again. Unless like, something unless my mind was completely altered, you know, and right and and and, and, I, and I fear that. Right. You know, it's like I and, and you just pray for grace and that it's kinda like it's kinda like Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. It's kinda like that's something you just don't want to. One day want your brain to, just like shuts. Yeah, like you just stops. don't want to ever have that right. happen to you. Right. And so you see people who have fallen away mm-hmm. and you say, God, please don't right. allow, don't let that happen right. to me. You yeah. Know? And you don't and I don't know enough to mm-hmm. know their experience. You know, you always want to what what went wrong? Yeah. You know, where, where did they go to a particular? Was it a sermon they heard? Yeah, was it right. a book that they what read? Wrong? Was it something tragic that happened in right. their life? And it's like I I don't know. Right. You know, is is it going to happen to me? Is that going to mm-hmm. happen? You know, you don't have kids yet, but that's you fear that when you have kids, right. like when you see other people how they raise their yeah. kids and what they became, you're like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Or or even my own children becoming like me it's right. like how do i keep them from from, that. <laughs> from being yeah. like me right you know when i am me and 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 so forth but but the but yeah the, that is a uh, that is a uh constant um act of faith like you said mm-hmm. i'm having to believe that god will preserve me and keep me on yeah. this path and and i just need to struggle to be faithful but but the struggle is real yeah you know it's not something that just you automatically just do yeah you have to wake up and fight through it well and that's something jackie o'perry she was talking about um just her life and and she said when you give your life to the lord temptation doesn't stop she said look at jesus jesus was legitimately tempted like he was tempted yeah. and the bible tells us in every way possible he was tempted and so when we become a christian when we become made new temptation doesn't stop right ever which is crazy you would think it would but it just doesn't yeah and you would think like oh now the holy spirit's in me i can face it and it's like right uh well look we haven't but anyway um yeah temptation is hard but i, I wanted can you just expound a little bit on that last verse? It says, may the grace of God, may the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's holy people. Because like I said, for someone who's reading the Bible for the first time, or they mm-hmm. just given their life to the Lord and it just ends. And that word grace is so abstract to us humans because we're horrible at it. Mm-hmm. Um, can you just explain like, what is grace and what, what does that verse mean when John is writing it? Like what, what does that mean? Um, when it ends with the uh, grace and uh, I'm trying to. Yeah. So just he, he ends the whole book, which just made the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Just right. that. Like, what does that mean? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a common greeting that Paul uses all the mm-hmm. time as a final yeah. word. And that is that may God, basically it's like, um, uh, me saying to you, um, okay, I'm going to part ways of giving you this word. Yeah. And I I hope I pray for you. Look what we were talking about a while ago. Mm-hmm. I pray that you do not that God shows you grace and that the temptation is not greater than you can bear yeah. and that you and that you are able to get through what's getting ready to come right. forth. You know that God will show you unmerited favor. Yeah, you you deserve 
worse, yeah. but you, but right. I pray that he gives you, um, you know, it's like traveling mercies. We talk about mm-hmm. things like that. It's a blessing yeah. of, right. of, of, I, you know, I'm okay, here. We had a rough time ahead. Yeah. And I've told you a lot of difficult things that are going to come. I'm just praying that God will give you the grace to get through it. Yeah. Um, and get through it with, uh, dignity and, and yeah and really faithful yeah uh, yeah because that's because that's what we all need right and, and that's what you that's what we are praying for each mm-hmm. other we're praying that uh, i know that difficult times are going to come in my life i know that difficult times are coming in your life mm-hmm. i know the difficult times are going to come in the life of my children to the church and so forth and so he's looking at the church and he's saying wow i have seen yeah. some really tough things that are coming up yeah and i just pray that god's grace that it won't be as somebody gets cancer mm-hmm. and you're praying for grace for them. When you're saying, I pray for grace for you, you're saying, I hope that it's an easy path, an yeah. easy, the easiest path you could possibly have right. that God shows you favor and that yeah. they won't hurt or you know, right. all these things. And so yeah. forth. And, and um, I mean, in, in that we know that um, some will, some won't. Yeah. But, uh, but that's, that's what you, it's always right to pray for grace for people. Yeah. I just think that word grace is so confusing. And so I, well, gra- to, grace is the, the, the contrast. Is mercy is right. when you don't get the punishment you deserve, mm-hmm. and grace is when you are given something that you didn't yeah. earn. Yeah. And so it's favor. Yeah. And so it's so you did, you didn't do anything to mm-hmm. earn it. I yeah. am just g- showing you this. Right. And so you haven't earned mm-hmm. the right to have a nice path ahead mm-hmm. for clear skies and you know and, and right. no rain and whatever and and sunny skies and mm-hmm. warm weather and no wind. Yeah. Uh, you haven't earned that. But if God gives it, mm-hmm. that's a you want. We want that grace. Yeah, it's right. a grace given, and yeah. so you you want to you want as much grace as you right. can get. Yeah. Which is a like I just said, it's a great way to end. It's a great yeah. way to end the letter. Was, it's a great way to end the whole Bible. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. God's grace is sufficient. Yeah, and, and that's that and that's what that. we have. I yeah. mean, that's yeah. that that little right. greeting or that little yeah that end that is for sentence praying for <laughs> a grace and yeah. grace for everybody. Yeah, yeah. it's so cool. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go back to Zechariah in chapter 8, and uh, it's in verse, um, what's the last part here? It says, the word of the Lord, uh, the word of the Lord of armies came to me. I love how he always says it's the Lord of armies, meaning, because he's at a time when um, then the Persians and the Babylonians and all these different people, but it's, oh, Zechariah, when you use the term the Lord of armies, you're reminded that there is no force, that the Chinese army, the Russian army, the American army, all these, that the God of armies is God, uh, Lord Jehovah, Yahweh. He is the Lord of all armies. He says, the Lord of armies says this, the fast of the fourth month, the fast of the fifth, the fast of the seventh, and the fast of the tenth will become times of joy, gladness, and cheerful festivals for the house of Judah. Therefore, love, truth, and peace. The Lord of armies says this, peoples will yet come, the residents of many cities, the residents of one city will go to another saying, let's go at once to plead for the Lord's favor and to seek the Lord of armies. I am also going. Many peoples and strong nations will come to seek the Lord of armies in Jerusalem and plead and to plead for the Lord's favor. The Lord of armies says this, in those days, 10 men from nations of every language will grab the robe of a Jewish man tightly, urging, let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Mm-hmm. And you, this picture that he's giving, that those, that this coming, that right now you're going through a time of oppression, mm-hmm. that you're in exile, and all this, but there's a time coming mm-hmm. when God is going to restore you. And when he right. restores you, he's going to show that you have received favor mm-hmm. and people are going to turn to you and say, we right. want to know the God that you know. Right. And, and I think that the, when God's people are faithful, when we that we are blessed mm-hmm. and people see the blessing yeah. and then uh, want to are drawn to the blessing and right. basically like I don't know who you are or what you're doing but I want to go with you yeah and right. and and know the God that you know mm-hmm. and uh, and I and I think that uh, it's like when you're on an airplane and the pilot comes on and there's a, a moment of distress and everybody thinks they're going to die mm-hmm. uh, and they see one person with a sense of peace mm-hmm. and a person who's or pre- has the ability right. to pray. People are like, right. I, put me in your prayer. Yeah. You know, I, I'm amazed when we went to, um, uh, we were in another country in, in Asia, in South Asia, and we went to a hospital, and everybody on that wing, they were Muslim, and they all had typhoid, and mm. and they said, would you pray for us? Yeah. And I said, well, I'm gonna pray to Jesus because I'm a Christian, and they're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Pray for us. Lay hands on me and pray right. for me, and uh, and I I hope that you're Christian. Jesus, you know, whatever Christian mm-hmm. God or whatever it is, whoever it is you serve, mm-hmm. pray to that person. I just want to be healed. I just want to yeah. be okay. And because obviously I'm not 
suffering like they're suffering, mm-hmm. so they want to know the God that I know. And I think that's the 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 thing that we need to think of ourselves like that here. Yeah, we need to let people know we are blessed. Yeah, not in a bragging sort of way, but yeah. just giving glory to God. Right. God's really blessed me and taking care of me, and He always takes care of me. And people hear that and say, "Is that really mm-hmm. true? Yeah. Is that real?" And if you can convince them it's real, then they will want to know the God and uh, that you know. That's the cool thing. If you look at the story of Ruth, like who was a Moabite, mm-hmm. who was a pagan, like. And then she just follows Naomi and says, your God will, and your God will be my God. And that phrase that I can't remember yeah. right now, cause I can't think that is really important. But I also wanted to share like we, so I told Troy before the podcast started, we started a Bible study last night and we, it is an outreach Bible study. Right. It is, we are bringing people in. We are all discussing what God's been doing in our lives right. in hopes that you feel like an outsider, not to be mean, not that we're like, Oh, look, there you are. Right. But when we speak about God, there's something moving there. And right. that person, when they enter, we want them to, we want to make them feel loved and known and cared for. But at the same time, we also want them to feel something's off. I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting to the same space you are. I'm right. not getting to that. What's going on here. And that's what I think about all the time when it comes to Bible studies, when it comes to church, it's not that we don't want people to be involved, right. but there should be this feeling of, I'm missing something here. Right. And it's not, not that we're manipulating anybody into like getting there, but it's, they're, they're missing a puzzle piece and we have that piece and it's Jesus. Like it's, it's what God has done in our lives. It's the grace and they, they don't get that yet. So it's a really cool like way in the, in the book of Zechariah when it's like the nations will flood to you basically to this mountaintop. It's like, because they know there's something there that we have and we get to shine like lights on a hill and it's just cool. It's a really cool like gift that the Lord's given us to be able to share him in that way. Hmm. Well, we're going to pause for a moment and we're going to come back and answer a few questions. So join us when we return. Welcome back to the Understanding Jesus podcast. Uh, We are getting ready to do some questions and answers. And Joshua has a question. Yes, I have two questions from the book of Revelation. Um, The first one is from Revelation chapter 1. Um, Revelation chapter one, verse three just says, God blesses the one who reads the words of this prophecy to the church, um, and blesses all those who listen to this message and obey what it says for the time is near. Um, so this is NLT, but in the ESV, it says, blessed is the one who reads the scripture aloud. And so (laughs) what does that mean? Do we just need to start reading revelation on Sunday mornings out loud, just beginning to end? Well, I think that, uh, it is a, um, uh, it was a common practice to read the Word of God aloud, and it is still a common practice today. We read the Word of God aloud every Sunday morning. We read mm-hmm. the Word of God aloud, uh, and I think that's just what it means. It doesn't mean you read that particular passage. It just means that it, amongst this and all the other passages of God, it, it is it is is basically saying treat this as the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And, and so when you are reading Scripture aloud, blessed will be the person who also uses the Scripture as right. as being of the Holy Book. Yeah. Okay, so the next one, okay. Revelation chapter 22, um, starting in verse 2, it says, On each side of the river grew a tree of life bearing 12 crops of fruit with a fresh crop each month. The mm-hmm. leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. What does that mean, that the, the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations? Okay, um, well, it is a uh, an idea that, um, uh, well, for one thing, here is the the interesting part here is that uh you have a time indicator given uh it's uh, to me it's interesting to note that it's there's an every month and the idea that there would be a month in eternity you know oh wow and uh and so it's like how do what does that mean you know uh so hmm. apparently that uh, there is still a there are still time markers in heaven uh but we're not subject to it the same way as we are in uh, in this side of eternity, I don't I don't know if we are going to remember December twelfth and have a number attached to it. You know, start start <laughs> eight, start eight three thousand four hundred twenty two. <laughs> uh, but whatever the case, uh, the um, uh, is also the, the idea that we eat that we have fruit to eat, mm-hmm. and so uh, it's uh, the question is, do we do we eat? And I think the answer to that is yes. The the bigger question to me is, do we have to eat? Is it necessary for Whoa. us to eat? Uh, and mm. uh, you have angels who ate with Abraham, but right. do angels have to eat? Do they do they have three meals a day and and so forth and have angel bathrooms and and angel those and those? Because <laughs> I mean, you kind of think no, right. I guess. And but um, anyway, the um, 
Um, we, I think heaven will be a part, of, the eating is a part of our eternal uh, uh, situation, but uh, as physical beings. Um, but here you have, then you have that the, that the leaves of the tree were for healing. And so the question is, is well, why do we need healing? And uh, a, a way, a concept to think about and is that we don't necessarily, heaven doesn't necessarily mean that we won't have uh, the need to eat or to have something to keep us healthy. Mm-hmm. It just means that, and it doesn't, it's like, for instance, there there doesn't necessarily mean that we won't have, um, uh, just because you have something that's life-giving doesn't mean that there isn't this cycle of, that there's no, no pain, you know, no type of pain or that your nerve endings don't work is what yeah. I mean. Like that if I stub my toe, it's like, oh, it doesn't even hurt. Well, yeah. th- there's, there's a good <laughs> part of that because yeah. it keeps, you know, your bodies have these things and so forth. So we were created, designed that way and it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the fact that it would result in death is Bad. the, is the fallen part of yeah. it. But, but huh. so, so it will be constructed in this way to keep us healthy, to keep us alive. So yeah. if you can, uh, forever. So it's, mm-hmm. um, um, I don't know that, um, you know, I don't know that like if I, you know, like I said, stub my toe in something that I don't go, Oh, you know, like yeah. that. But it's, Oh, I thought this was heaven. Why? I you know, shouldn't have that. Uh, <laughs> but, should have passed but, if I, but if I fall off a cliff <laughs> and die, then obviously, or get a disease that I can't be healed from, or get, you right. know, uh, I don't know. I don't, like whether it be bee stings, whether it be mosquitoes, all these different things. Um, perhaps there will be those things, no pun intended. Uh, oh my but the, gosh! But there will be uh, a healing process through yeah, that. Interesting. And uh, anyway, I, I'm not saying that's what it's going right. to be. I'm just saying we sometimes make it say things it doesn't say. It doesn't mm-hmm. say there. It will be there. It doesn't say it won't be there. Yeah. But uh, but definitely, uh, we have these um, these health uh, the the word for healing can also mean health giving mm. and perhaps it's just something that we are con- that part of our diet is something that keeps us keeps us going yeah. and the tree of life yeah hmm. tree of like yeah for instance interesting life, yeah. huh so well thank you and um and it could be the symbolic i don't know but uh but yeah absolutely it could be symbolic the uh, and just to follow up on that because there's a lot of things in revelation where you look at it and you go well what is that i think i think the think of it like this that John's looking at something, he's describing it, and he's like, is that river an actual river? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I think this, I think when I see it, I'll go, that looks like a river. Yeah. I see how <laughs> I see how he could think that was a right. river, because it looks like a river. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that was what you'll say. I don't think he's just creating an, uh, words that are just meaningless. I think that yeah. they do, they could be symbolic, they could be the best representations he has from things, from his Right, because he resources. has a limited mind. Yeah, exactly. Right. I do all the time wonder... Uh, that if I was looking at it, mm-hmm. and given the knowledge I'm given, it's kind of like what I was talking about with uh, some of the things that happened in Revelation, of, you know, as far as the merchants seeing the great city on fire mm-hmm. and so forth. Yeah. I think of the picture of 9/11. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, I mean, to think of think of New York City yeah. and it being destroyed and on fire. You would have merchant ships in the harbor looking at it, moaning and bemoaning yeah. the the death of their merchandise. Yeah. Uh, where am right. I going to sell this stuff? Who am yeah. I going to sell this stuff to if the people in America aren't going to buy it? Yeah. And uh, and so that's that's not necessarily meaning we are the great Babylon and so forth, but it does mean you can kind of picture it. You kind of mm. see how those, yeah. that imagery would be. I think there will come a time when there is a city. Mm. It could be New York City, but it could be another city. It could be any city yeah. it, because that's the nature. It could be, could be, could be represented by many cities. Yeah. So, but anyway, well, that's all the time we have today, but we hope you will come back and join us again as we start our new season, season three in a little bit different format. Uh, you can watch us live on Facebook live on YouTube. There's oh, so many options mm-hmm. uh, to see all the great and wonderful things that are headed our way on the next Understanding Jesus.